Hey everybody, welcome back to the now second episode of the Gridirons and Diamond podcast. I am your host, Liam. How's it going, everybody? We got a whole lot of stuff to cover in this episode, so uh, we should get right to it then. We're going to start off with football today, the NFL, some big news, some less big news, but one of the bigger new one of the bigger news stories, in my opinion, would probably be that obviously coronavirus is still coming. So the, there's a possibility of players trying to wear masks during the NFL season and while they're playing the game. It would be really tough to do that. I mean, I think it's a really great idea. You know, you definitely do not want this virus to keep spreading and you definitely want to contain it. And masks is the best way so far to do it. It's just really hard to play a game that's as fast-paced as football and wear masks while doing it. I get it. Baseball's doing it, and they're actually they're doing all right with baseball because it's a it's a slow-paced game. Let's be honest. If you're out fielding, you're kind of just standing there waiting until you know the the batter makes contact with the ball, then you have to move. But it's a lot of standing. With football, everybody's moving all the time, and that's what makes it so football makes football so susceptible to coronavirus spreading. So the NFL did unveil a kind of face shield. It's it's more like an extension of the player's visor, except it kind of covers their mouth now. So it's really more of a shield um, than a mask, but it's probably better than nothing. I just I I, I don't see it. Um, being two other players being super happy about it. Yeah, they want to stop the spread, but it would be kind of weird to just pl- to start playing with that. So they, if they're going to go through with it, they need to start it in training camp, which training camp has kind of started officially and unofficially at the same time. Training camp is underway. So they should implement that now. And baseball, you see the ways baseball is doing it. They got their masks on about half the time and the virus is still spreading. So if the NFL is going to go forward with this, they have to make it a requirement, and they have to they have to go full send with it, or else it's just not going to work. And in other news, we have Joey Bosa of the LA Chargers agreeing to a five year, one hundred and thirty five million dollar extension, which is one hundred and two million dollars guaranteed. One of the biggest contracts that the Chargers have ever dealed out. Uh, he's a stud. Obviously, he deserves it. And good for him. He's gonna be definitely gonna be tearing up, um, tearing up offenses in the AFC West. And they have the Chiefs offense there. So if you ever want an offense that people want to tear up, you got the Chiefs for sure. He's got his work cut out for him. Um, good job for Joey, and it'll be nice to to see him keep playing for the Chargers. Um, as a as a football fan, as a Raiders fan, um, that kind of sucks because. <laughs> Now this guy is going to be tearing up our mediocre offense. Not exactly what I wanted, but he's definitely earned it. Good for him. Good for the Chargers. They haven't uh, dealed out this amount of money in a long time, so it's good that they at least found someone that they say, hey, we like you. Please please stay with us because we want you to be essentially the cornerstone of our defense. So if you could please stay with us. And they, they forked out the money, and of course, Joey, you said yes. And another big topic in the NFL, Antonio Brown suspended eight games by the league. 
And you're probably thinking, wait a second, Antonio Brown. Now that's a name I haven't heard in a long time. Yeah, that's because the guy isn't signed with anyone right now. But the the league is suspending him eight games, whether he gets signed or not. This just it's such it's like a saga with Brown and the league. It's it's tiring. Last year I was so tired of him, his drama and his his prima donna attitude towards everything. I was kind of happy that the Raiders let him go. And even the Patriots were like, we don't really want you after those uh, allegations given to him. And now the league is coming down hard on him. And I'm pretty sure this doesn't raise his stock at all. So if you see Antonio Brown not playing this season, if this season even happens, we don't even know if this season is going to happen. If you don't see Antonio Brown playing this season, don't be surprised. I won't be surprised. In fact, I'm expecting him not to play. If he plays on any team, I would be pretty surprised. For sure. All right, and with that, we're going to keep it on football. Now switching to the NCAA. Uh, I believe this is definitely, definitely big news, is the Pac-12, a little coalition of players from the Pac-12, coming together to essentially make demands to the conference, saying, hey, this is what we want, or else we don't really want to play. They, they wrote with the hashtag, we are united, and they asking for safety precautions amid the virus and medical insurance for six years after they're out of college and a civic engagement task force to help with social, social justice. And this is the kicker right here. They want 50% of each sport's total conference revenue, and they want it to split evenly among every athlete in their sport. So they kind of, they want money is that's, that's the big news. And this is huge because no one has really ever done this. College players haven't really been able to make any demands, but I think this virus has really brought out um, sort of everyone's, everyone's kind of scared and they're thinking, well, we want to be treated not just as athletes, but as people too. And I'm going to be really honest, the NCAA has not been very clear on what their protocol is going to be for the football season or even fall sports in general. The NCAA hasn't said, oh, we're going to do this daily testing, uh, socially distant. They they de- they had a, a meeting on fall sports and they delayed their decision. So if I'm a if I'm a college athlete, I'm not feeling too good after that. I, I'm I'm thinking to myself, wow, really? These guys can't make a choice about whether whether or not we're gonna play, or they can't make issue a statement about player safety. It's it... so uh, I'm a little surprised, but I see this as a great thing actually, um, especially for the medical insurance and they want the safeties and precautions. Of course, who doesn't want that? And if they were to do, if something were to happen during during this season, if this, if we even play football, if something were to happen and they they get sick or they mess up their body due to the virus and they mess up their body even more, yeah, I want medical compensation, and it's it's no wonder that these guys do too. So definitely, that, that's a, that was a great idea. Then they want a task force to help address social injustice. That that's also a pretty good idea. Because let's face it, it happens. Social injustice, it's a thing. It happens. And the majority of college football players are black. 
So, yes, they're going to want it, and I think they should get it. The The Pac-12 should definitely, on the, those first two, definitely doable for the Pac-12, and it's definitely possible, and it definitely should happen because it's a good thing for the conference and for the players. If the conference is worried about what this is going to look like, in my opinion, if they're really worried about what it's going to look like, I think it'll look good for the conference. But let's not – not even that – it's just good for the players. And that at the end of the day, those are the people that are out there risking their health and risking their lives now. So they definitely should get what they want, especially during this time. It's extra dangerous going out there and trying to play some football. The tough part is coming when they want revenue and they want money, essentially. That's tough. Everybody knows no college player has really ever been paid and if they have, the NCAA does an investigation, and then they come down pretty harsh. As a USC fan, Reggie Bush comes exactly to mind. Still not exactly happy about that. But anyways, they they want money. That's that's going to be the tough part. If, if the Pac-12 were to accept this and they were to leave out the money part, I wouldn't be surprised. Because, well, the big argument is is that these players are pretty much getting paid because they get scholarships. But let's be honest, that's not really paying the players because you could take away a player's scholarship really easily, whereas you can't really take away someone's salary. I'm not saying, obviously, they're, they're, not, they're not signing any contracts or anything. That's why you can't take away someone's salary. But a scholarship is not a form of payment. It's, it's just essentially a reward for being such a good football player in high school. So we're going to invite you to our school and okay, we'll take away some of the costs, but we are not paying you. We are just taking away the cost of college, which let's be honest, it's a pain in the butt. Student loans suck. I'm not even in college yet. And I already know student loans suck. So I think it's great. It's a great idea. And they should, they should, I think they should be getting critical acclaim for this because no one's done it and they've got the guts to stand up to the Pac 12. Yeah, the Pac 12 isn't the most powerful conference, they're not the SEC. And some people argue that they're at the bottom tier of the Power Five, but this is definitely a Power Five conference with a lot of good teams and some great history, some great programs there. It would, it would be a big deal if they were to say yes. And they're doing conference only, so it would definitely be possible. And I think the Pac-12 should definitely go through with it, for sure. And speaking of conference only, the Big 12 has finally come out with their decision, and they are actually not conference only. The Big 12, they want to go nine conference games and one non-conference game, so a 10-game schedule with one non-conference game, which is uh, different from the Pac-12 and the Big 10 and the SEC as well. The reason why it's nine conference games is because despite the name being the Big 12, they're actually the Big 12 minus two. They only have 10 teams in there. Obviously, 10 teams can't play 10 teams. One, one team can't play themselves. So they're going to have nine nine conference games and a non-conference. Who that's going to be, they definitely going to have to reschedule because there were a lot of non-conference games scheduled with other Power 5 schools, namely LSU and Texas. That was probably going to be the marquee one, and it's um, out of the it's out of the reach of the Big Twelve now. So they're probably just going to schedule some powder puff games, real um, low key schools, 
and go through with that. I don't know. It's it's not it doesn't sound like a horrible idea. It's not a bad idea. Again, we don't even know if we're gonna be playing football this fall for college. Um, but they're they are the Big Twelve is definitely they're definitely a small conference, the smallest of the Power Five. So I'm not exactly surprised. Um, but it's not the best idea, but it's not the worst idea either. We'll see how it goes. That definitely does not limit the traveling, but they were going to travel anyway. They still have to travel through states. Uh, the big solution for this would probably be just schedule a powder puff team that's close to you, uh, such as Texas, the state of Texas. They have uh, some lower conference teams like SMU and Texas State. So you could schedule some of those pretty easily. They have UTEP, UTSA, something easy like that. It it doesn't have to be it doesn't have to be a big deal. They don't have to go super far. Just keep it close, and it, it might be all right, especially for states that aren't haven't been affected that much. Um, not Texas, Texas, yeah, they've been affected. But if you go to a state that's not too far uh, from the Big Twelve schools, and it's a state that has been pretty okay in as far as coronavirus outbreaks and deaths and cases, then you might be okay. Especially, it's it's also a little easier because a lot of these schools aren't located in big cities. Uh, they're they're mostly small towns such as like Oklahoma State and Iowa. They're not they're not in the biggest cities. Um, definitely not isolated, but just away from the big where the big outbreak is happening. So um, I'm not too surprised, but um, I wasn't exactly expecting it either. Definitely, we'll have to see how it goes. We'll have to see if any cases, if if we play football, if a player contracts a case, we'll see if it has due to this, due to non-confidence. And if it is, oh man, the the big ten, the Big Twelve, they're going to be in trouble for sure. Um, they're going to be reprimanded for sure. But we'll have to see how it, uh, how that pans out. Yeah, for sure. All right. That concludes our football segment, and now on to the juice. The big, juicy part is baseball, obviously because baseball is playing right now, but even off-the-field stuff is happening, and there's a lot. We got to start with the big, big news. The St. Louis Cardinals, another outbreak. Here we go again. Man. You talk about endangering baseball. You got to talk about the Cardinals because the Marlins, they look all right. And yeah, we definitely talked about them last time, but the Marlins are actually scheduled to come back pretty soon, uh, Tuesday or Wednesday, if I'm not mistaken. Good for them. Good for them being able to get over this. They they had a lot. But the Cardinals are definitely, they're, they're in first place right now, first place in infected players, that is, or infected people. Um, and that is with 13, 13 staff and players, combined infected they had their game against the brewers canceled and now they have their series against the detroit tigers canceled as well this is pretty much the last thing that baseball needed and definitely the last thing that the cardinals needed so now we got two teams that had full-on outbreaks and the phillies had something a little minor but they had to cancel games as well so the mlb hasn't announced it yet but anything anything beyond this i gotta imagine that we're going to a winning percentage and to the end of the season because the way baseball scheduled it, the schedule the season, and I, I got to tell you that this is this was a mistake 
on baseball's part and on everyone's part, no one threw a red flag at this when baseball said, okay, we're, we're going 60 games and we're going to do five to six off days max. Did anyone think, did people really think that no one was going to contract this virus? Did everyone really think that? I didn't think that. I thought uh, there's going to be someone who gets it for sure. And look, someone and someone else and a whole lot of people got this virus and now we got to cancel games. What Major League Baseball should have done is either give more off days or be really flexible with the start of the playoffs and be willing to move the postseason and the World Series, be willing to move it back maybe mid-October or even start in late October, start the postseason in late October just so everyone can get their 60 games in. Because winning percentage, yeah, it's it's kind of the best thing you can do when people don't play the same amount of games. But let's be real, I think that everyone playing the same amount of games is a really fair way to go into the postseason and to de- determine seeding. That's just me. But here come the Cardinals. Cancel the, cancel the games, cancel the whole series with the Tigers. This isn't confirmed, it's just a rumor, but it, it is rumored that players might have gone to a casino and maybe contracted the virus from there. And I, Really, guys, a casino? A casino. What, what are you guys doing over there? Why? Come on, guys. We're trying to play some baseball here. You guys really, you guys really out here trying to lose money? Trying to gamble? Come on, guys. Is it really that important? We're in a pandemic. You guys are trying to work, right? Because this isn't just sports. For them, it's work. We're trying to work. And you just endangered your your company, that is the team, the Cardinals, and every other quote-unquote company, every other team out there, by going out and contracting this virus because maybe one more outbreak and who knows what's going to happen. And they endanger other teams because what if what if this virus spread while they were playing against somebody? So really, really bonehead move. If this is true, what a bonehead move. Trying to go to a casino. Is it really that fun going to casinos? I wouldn't think so. I'm not alone to gamble, but I wouldn't think so anyways. You're going out losing money. Come on, guys. Not only did we lose our money, now we lost some games. <laughs> and we're close to losing our job now. So great job. Great job, guys. But this isn't confirmed. If it is, man, if, if, if it is and I work for the Cardinals, I am mad. I am mad, and I'm going to go chew these guys out, especially if I'm if I'm the manager of the Cardinals. i go chew these dudes out. God, frustration. Now on to the commissioner's stance. This is kind of funny. The commissioner, Rod Manfred, saying, okay, after after the Cardinals had a few, had a few positive tests, he says, he told the players' union, oh, well, you know, the season is in danger, actually. Contrary to what I said here on the podcast last episode, Rob Manfred said, hey, the season is in danger. Yeah, we need to do better with our social distancing protocols. We Less high fives, less hugs. Come on, guys. Less spitting. On a side note, I, I really don't see the need to spit, but again, that's just me. I What's the point of spitting, guys? Like, come on. The spitting only serves to to keep this virus going. I really don't see the need to, but that's just me. So he warns the players' union, oh, the season is in danger. Look out. We need to do better. But then a couple of days later, Manfred says, oh, well, there's no reason to quit now. We're not quitters. So way to flip-flop there, Kamish. Way to flip-flop. 
Not sure what he was thinking there. And now he's calling out the players. He's like, oh, yeah, the players need to do a better job. Well, obviously the players need to do a better job. But look, look what you did. Look what you did. You didn't put any any guide, any strict guidelines. You didn't say, oh, well, at the from the start, you didn't say wear a mask at all times. You didn't say no high fives. You didn't say no hugs. So don't blame the players for doing what they're supposed to do on, during a normal baseball game and a normal baseball season. They're just doing what they've been doing because you didn't say no. You said, okay, that's fine. And now you're blaming them for doing what, what they wanted to do because you your rules, your lax rules allowed it? Come on, man, Fred. That was that was not a cool move. And he's just looking for an out because I'm sure he's coming on for he's kind of, he's getting a lot of fire for just being being really lax, but these players are not doing anything super duper wrong. They're just doing what's what's allowed and they're allowed to do a lot of stuff apparently. So the commissioner blaming the players definitely not cool. Uh hopefully baseball keeps going. Uh, I would agree that, yeah, the season is in danger now. Definitely we got 13 Cardinals who are infected and spread to God knows how many other people. So I think the season is in danger. I really I really would hate to see it go. But and, and you look at this. You look at baseball. Basketball has restarted now. Basketball started five days after baseball. But basketball had this plan in place for a long time. They had the bubble, and they had all their protocols, their testing. They said, you're going to get here, and you're not going to go. You're not going to leave. And they had this in place for a long time. Baseball was too worried about money and all these players being prima donnas trying to trying to get paid more because they're playing in a pandemic. So once they agreed, the the league and the players, they, they kind of hastily put together a little season. Oh, yeah, yeah, 60 games, 60 games. Okay, yeah, yeah, that sounds good. Okay, yeah. Uh, we travel? Okay, we'll travel. Sure, sure, okay. It was it was put together really fast, and you could tell. Now you can tell the the lack of the lack of enforcement, the all the traveling and all the touching and spitting that's going on. You can tell that this was put together in a little amount of time, kind of lazy, and it's really showing now. And maybe because that happened, and maybe because there was no bubble, maybe now we don't get in, we we won't finish our season. So that that as a fan, that sucks. That really sucks, and I I gotta be a little frustrated, but. Hey, if I'm if I'm the Dodgers, as a Dodgers fan, I am proud that my guys have not contracted any virus and are 100% healthy. We're not canceling any games. The Dodgers are going strong. Go Dodgers. All right. Yeah. But, hey, all of that right there that you just heard, matter of opinion and some speculation going on from reporters, let's get to what's actually been going down in baseball. How about some results? How about it? So here we go, going through the, the divisions again. The American League East. Oh my God, the New York Yankees are scaring me. They are scaring me. I'm a Dodgers fan. I'm not a Yankees fan. In fact, I kind of hate the I kind of hate the Yankees, but um, these guys are scary. And one guy in particular by the name of Aaron Judge is really scary. Six home runs in five games. Man, that, he's got some serious power, and he is really showing it off. Shortened season, who cares about shortened season? Aaron Judge is going for the fences, and he's getting him. So the Yankees are cruising at it, absolutely cruising, 8-1, definitely running away. Don't laugh, but the Orioles are in second place. I'm resisting the Orioles to laugh right now. The Baltimore Orioles in second place. Are you kidding me? But, hey, that's baseball for you. That's the beginning of the baseball season for you. And every team's got a chance, 60 games, and – Top two teams from every division, everybody's got a chance for sure. 
Moving on to the AL Central, the Minnesota Twins, they were streaking. The Cleveland Indians, man, they, they embarrassed the Indians. Sitting pretty at 7-2, followed by the White Sox at 5-4, the Detroit Tigers at 5-5, five five, Indians at 5-6, and, and the Royals at the bottom at 3-8. Meanwhile, in the AL West, it is the Oakland A's tied with the Houston Astros on top. Hopefully, the A's can run away and the Astros can just like sink into oblivion, but that probably is not going to happen. Uh, I would love to see that, though. Followed by the Seattle, Seattle Mariners, Texas Rangers, and the Angels in last place. The Angels, actually, they, they just finished up uh, CJs with the Astros. It was actually pretty exciting. They went to extra innings a couple of times. The Angels giving the Astros a run for their money. Good, good. That's what I want to see. Another Southern California team beating up those darn Houston Astros. Hate those guys, man. I know I'm, I know I'm supposed to be uh, indifferent, but... I think uh, as a baseball fan, in general, it's my it's my job not to be indifferent. It's as a baseball fan, your job is now to hate the Astros. So, I think I'm doing my job. Moving on to the NL NL East, Atlanta Braves, seven and four. Hey hey, the Miami Marlins, baby, Miami Marlins, two and one, winning percentage of six six seven, second place to the Marlins. Let's go, man. Uh, I mean. We'll, we'll see how they do when they come back because it's been a while. It's been about a week, I think. <laughs> the Marlins have maintained second place for a whole week good for them. The Washington Nationals in third. The Phillies in fourth. They've been shut down as well with a 1-3 record, so that's not the winning percentage that you want to have for sure. But And the New York Mets in last. And now Central, Chicago Cubs, 8-2, Cincinnati Reds, 5-5, five five. Brewers, 3-3. Three three. They've been missing a couple of games. They were scheduled to play the Cardinals. We just discussed what happened with the Cardinals. They did not play against the Brewers. St. Louis Cardinals also getting shut down, left with a 2-3 record. We'll see how long they're shut down for. It's going to be it's gonna be a while. And the Pirates at the bottom at 2-7. Oof. Meanwhile, in the NL West, the Colorado Rockies, 6-2 after doing good against the Padres. The Dodgers at seven and three, Padres six and four, Giants five and five, Diamondbacks three and seven. As a Dodgers fan, I was proud of that of that one game against the Diamondbacks, putting up eleven on the D-backs. That's what we want for sure. But those Rockies, those Rockies are looking really good right now. They're looking great, in fact, and they got a chance at the division title if the Dodgers don't pick it up. We'll see. We'll see what the Dodgers can do. But if I'm if I'm if I'm a Rockies fan, I'm pretty happy for us. Because the Dodgers have had a lock on the division title for the better part of the, the last decade. So if I'm a Rockies fan, I, I'm after that division crown for sure. And now, speaking of some of those results, we'll go a little more in depth, especially with the series uh, that I thought I was that I thought were going to be pretty big, namely the Rockies Padres and the Twins Indians. The Rockies beat the Padres uh, two to one. There were three games. Rockies got them two to one. Charlie Blackman, Trevor Story, man, those guys are beasts. Plus, my, one of the guys from the Rockies, Murphy, four for four on Sunday's game. What a beast! So it's the Rockies are definitely well deserved in first place. Can't wait for that Dodgers Rockies series. That'll be another one that we got to pay attention to. Dodgers Rockies. Not exactly sure when that's happening, but when it does, we're going to let you know. 
And the other big series, well, I thought it was going to be a big deal. The Twins didn't seem to think so, and they went to go on and swept, sweep the Indians. Special shout-out to Kepler, Avila, and Sano from the Twins doing, doing their due diligence and just killing the Indians. Man, like, I thought the Indians were going to be a big deal. Twins go out and prove me wrong. Maybe the Indians aren't meant to be a big deal, but the Twins are definitely the bigger deal in the AL Central. Those guys are absolute beasts. And as a Dodgers fan, got to talk about this. My man, Clayton Kershaw, making his debut on Sunday. Not only is he making his debut, it's against the Diamondbacks. We got a divisional rival. I'm sure they don't like him. But that doesn't matter because my man went five innings, no runs allowed. What a stud. What a stud. Whatever, Whatever was going on with him, it seems like it's all right. He was pitching good, pitching sharp. The speed, obviously, the speed is never what it was going to be. Never was going to be what it was uh, in the about five or six years ago. His speed is definitely falling off, but his pitch selection and his accuracy, for sure, still he's still one of the top guys. Definitely still deserves to be the Dodgers' ace. Uh, without him, we were forced to go to May. I'm not dissing on May at all. He's actually really good. Only allowed one run in his two games, but it's kind of we're digging at the at the bottom of the barrel in terms of starting pitchers for the Dodgers after May. I don't know who's really after after him in terms of guys that we can just use. So I'm glad to see Kershaw back. Glad to see him healthy and doing all right, doing better than all right actually, doing really good. And Dodgers ended up winning the game three nothing. So a shout out all all around for the Dodgers. Really proud of the guys. Also going to keep it on the Dodgers. Mookie Betts. Goes inside that huge extension. He's actually kind of a beast. Turns out he's got a cannon of an arm. If you guys didn't know, go watch the play where he throws it all the way from the right field foul line all the way to third base and gets the out. Do not run on Mookie. Got a beast. Got a beast of an arm, the guy. But Sunday's game, he hurts his middle finger, has to exit. He's getting an, He was getting an MRI. Everything looks okay, but he looks like he's going to be day-to-day. Uh, definitely don't want that to become a problem. Because uh, that would really suck, especially after we spent so much money on him, we, we, on all the hype that was with him coming into the season. We really, really hate to see him get seriously injured, although it looks like it's okay for now. For now, though. And with some with some new some results that weren't uh, such a big deal, but the Cincinnati Reds started playing some double headers, and their pitcher. Trevor Bauer throwing a complete game, 111 pitches a whole game. Now, that's not like a big deal, except, wait a second. Doubleheaders got a new thing this year. Seven innings only, not nine. We go seven innings for doubleheaders. So that's why Trevor Bauer throws a complete game because, yeah, they're not going to leave him for nine innings. And uh, 111 pitches in seven innings, That's if you do that in a nine-inning game, that's you're on pace to be taken out for sure. Because 111 pitches, ooh, you're, you're getting you're getting up there in the pitch count, and it's time to take you out. But good for him for doing a whole complete game. And he was mad, actually, after the MLB uh, delayed an earlier game, like 10 minutes before the game started due to weather, and that's what caused this double this doubleheader. So the seven-inning doubleheader rule sounds all right. Uh, definitely going to shorten the game obviously and hopefully give less chance for the virus to spread and just it's a short season these guys need to rest 
you know, it, yeah, it's baseball. It's a slow game, but the players got to get the rest for sure. They're out there, especially people, fielders for sure. They're, they must be tired. And with all these games getting canceled, those five or six off days that were quote unquote promised are now anything but promised. So I think it's a good idea, especially for a season like this, uh, that along with the man on second rule and extra innings, it's a, it's a good deal. So props to the MLB, even though, yeah, their policies on the virus, like I said, been really lax and not that good, but these new rules working out pretty well and in a shortened season in a regular season, we don't, we don't really need this, but in a shortened season, it's actually working out really well. And another, another big news here in the MLB Chapman of the New York Mets is opting out of the season Mid-season, he straight up went no show to game. The Mets go to the go to his hotel. They send security up to his room. Security opened the door. The room is cleaned out. He's not there. His stuff's not there. So Chapman's gone, and the Mets are like, "Whoa, what's going on?" So they were actually they were actually concerned about his health. And wait, what happened to Chapman? Because they heard nothing, and then they hear. Hey guys, I'm opting out. Chapman's done for the season. <laughs> in the middle of the season, he he straight up changed his mind. He said, "Nope, you know, with all with all these outbreaks that have been going on from team to team, and they play in the same division as the the Phillies, who had a couple of cases, so definitely concerned for them there. And I don't blame him for do for doing this. It's just it's a little odd because it happened. It in the middle of the season, right before a game, he just straight up no-showed. I guess he maybe he didn't feel comfortable telling the team, hey, guys, I don't want to play. Maybe this was his way of kind of not leaving anything up to chance in case the Mets were to be mad about it. He was going to just ditch and then tell them later. So not a bad idea. Definitely want to uh, worry about, you know, your personal health. And it looks like he's worried about that. So I definitely can't blame him for that. Yeah, Chapman. I mean, he is—he's he was a former former All Star, so it's it's a loss for the Mets. But I think that they'll be able to they'll be able to keep going without him. They had a they had a great series with the Braves, a couple of really exciting games, including an eleven to ten affair. I mean, that's that's a that's a good one right there. That's we're not we're not we're not playing old school baseball when we go eleven to ten. So great game. The Mets hanging tough, but just I imagine it's going to be a little harder now without Chapman. All right. And to wrap up our coverage of the MLB, we're going to be looking to some future games and future series, starting off with the Pirates facing the Twins. You know, we definitely got to take the Twins on that one for every reason that we just mentioned. They they just swept the Indians, and these are the lowly, lowly Pittsburgh Pirates Obviously, the Pirates want to make a statement and we want to beat these guys, but if, if I'm the Twins, I'm just looking to cruise over these guys for sure. Now, we got a couple series, Cardinals, Tigers, and Phillies, Yankees, that are not happening right now due to the virus, obviously. Another series, Indians versus Reds. If I am the Cleveland Indians, I am thinking to myself, wow, Minnesota just straight embarrassed us, and we got to bounce back right now. We got to bounce back right here, right now, against these Reds. Then the Reds, they're no pushover. So the, the Indians probably looking to make a statement here. Wouldn't be surprised if the Reds uh, stole a game or two, but if I'm the Indians, I'm motivated and I'm ready to go. And then we got the Red Sox taking on the Rays. These are a couple of uh, mid-card teams, middle middle of the road. 
Um, definitely fighting for a playoff spot, but nobody's looking too strong right now. So I'm looking for a, a split, a split in the series. Then we got the Mets taking on the Nationals, and this is a tough one because the Nationals have been playing some mediocre baseball, and the Mets have been playing some really good baseball, except it's not paying off because they're playing the first place Atlanta Braves. So this should actually be a very exciting one because the Nationals should definitely be ready to roll. And the Mets are probably thinking to themselves, hey guys, we just put on a heck of a show against the Braves. Why can't we do it again against the reigning defending champions in the Washington Nationals? Then we got the Blue Jays taking on the Braves. I'm definitely going to take the Braves here. The Blue Jays, again, no pushover, but the Braves are just streaking right now. They got they got their power hidden ready to go. They're definitely going to be ready for these Blue Jays. And it's happening in Atlanta. i got to take the Braves on this one. And here we go. This is where we're getting a little interesting. The Miami Marlins coming off another little, uh, little time off thanks to this virus are taking on the surprisingly all right Baltimore Orioles. So if I'm the Orioles, I'm thinking, okay, these guys, they just had a week off and they weren't really practicing there this week. So we got to go out and we got to get them and continue our hot streak. And if I'm the Marlins, I'm, I'm laughing to myself because I'm thinking, ha, Man, the Orioles are in second place. Hey, let's ruin it for them. So this this is going to be a really good one. I'll say uh, about maybe a series split, and it's going to be interesting to watch. I'll definitely keep my eye on that one. Then we got the White Sox taking on the Brewers. I'm going to take the Brewers in this one. It's going down in Milwaukee. The White Sox are good, but I don't think they'll be able to maintain this pace throughout the entire season. I know it's a short season, but still, this is a tough pace for a team like the Sox to maintain. They got, they got a good young core, but I don't think they're going to be able to keep up in the long run, or in the medium run, I guess, because it's not really a long season. In the medium run, I don't think they'll be able to keep it up. Then we got the KC Royals taking on the Chicago Cubs. Royals, last place. Cubs, first place in their respective divisions. If I'm the Cubs, I, we got we to gotta get these guys. The easy teams, yeah, they can they can beat you up, but if, if you're a, if you're a, a playoff-caliber team, and you're going up against a team that's last place in their division, you got to beat them. You got to beat them for sure. Then we have the Giants taking on the Rockies. Like we just said, the Giants, now they're not at the bottom, but they're they're not far away either, and the Rockies definitely on top. Playing mile high in Denver, I got to give the Rockies the advantage, especially because the, the oxygen level in Denver, it just makes every team in Denver so unique. But the the thing that might make this one special is that I noticed that the Giants, they got some real big power. They got some real big power. They can hit those home runs, and those home runs fly really easily up there in Denver. So don't be too surprised if this ends up in a split, but I'm going to give it to the Rockies for right now. Then we got the Astros taking on the Diamondbacks. This one's pretty clear cut. Got to take the Astros. They're looking to bounce back. They, I mean, they beat the Angels, but... They beat the Angels overall in the series, but they got they lost the in, in extra innings in one game, and they, they let the bases get loaded in extra innings. That's definitely something you don't want to do. They lost your closer. The Astros definitely looking to bounce back, and it shouldn't be that hard. It's the Diamondbacks. Yeah. <laughs> then we got the Rangers and the Athletics. Uh, definitely got to take the Athletics in this one. Oakland, man, they're looking they're looking good, surprisingly good. And there's they see that Houston's gonna go up against the lowly Diamondbacks, and they're thinking, man, Houston's about to get some easy wins. We gotta keep up with them. We gotta beat these Rangers too. Then we got the LA Dodgers, clap, 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 and the San Diego Padres as a Dodgers fan. Yes, go Dodgers. But I know the Padres are tough. 
I mean, the offense doesn't lie. When you got a player like Manny Machado, and he is really the main the main attraction of his team. It's it's tough. It's tough. So I'm gonna I'm actually gonna say a split on this one because the Dodgers are good, but so are the Padres. These teams, they it's pretty obvious they don't like each other. I know Machado's gonna be motivated because it's the Dodgers, and I don't really think he likes us. I don't. We don't really like him either. But I'm gonna I'm gonna say a split, and but this is crucial. If if it doesn't end up in a split and one team ends up definitely uh, defeating the other, it's gonna have major implications for the for the playoffs really because uh, they're both chasing the Rockies, and the Rockies don't look like they're gonna slow up anytime soon, especially because they're playing against the Giants. So they, you got to keep up with the Rockies. And then last we got the Angels and the Mariners. This is a tough one, but I think I'm gonna take the Mariners because the Angels are looking good, but they're not that good. So I'm going to take the Mariners in this one. It's happening up in Seattle. They got their own little little closed-off field ready to go. And I think Seattle should be able to, to take it. And, yeah, that's all we got tonight for the upcoming games in the MLB. And uh, I believe that's all we got for our podcast today. So thank you guys so, so much for listening. Uh, we had a lot of we had a lot of info to cover in this one, so thank you guys for sticking with it. Um, we're gonna get that Instagram page rolling sometime soon. Not sure when. Uh, hopefully this week or next week. Definitely gotta get that rolling, and we'll be ready to go. I'll be back on Friday, and I'll see you guys then. Till then, I gotta go play me that new season of uh, Call of Duty, man. So I'll be online. See you guys later.